Good evening, all you hood rats and pimp daddies. It's Kristen and Relly, back with episode six of Demented and Unusual. And you are quite unusual. <laughs> Today, we will be discussing Mr. Arthur Shawcross, more commonly known as the Genesee River Killer. For Jude 6, 1945, <laughs> a Gemini, 13 confirmed victims, and suspected of one additional. Ooh. Despite what he says, y'all don't listen to him, he's a liar. Yeah. Like my ex. Many of our exes. <laughs> In case y'all didn't know, the average IQ falls between 90 and 110. This guy, y'all, is said to have an average of 86, which Mine's like 200. is below by a lot. Like, I'm a, a genius. Ish. Certifiably. Four points. <laughs> and you are not. Shut up. I'm smart. He actually also has an extra Y chromosome, which they say leads to, like learning issues and can also mean you have like ADHD and stuff like that and that disorder where you grow to be like seven feet tall that can also be the cause of that hmm. this guy claims many many things and as we have already mentioned most of them are lies so Arthur little arty boy it's like, man, I had it really rough growing up. My childhood sucked. And his whole family's like, dude, your childhood was normal. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, but what family's gonna be like, fuck yeah, we beat the shit out of him. True. Anywho. So, Artie Boy here claims to be a frequent bedwetter. <laughs> which that I believe. Because I wouldn't claim to be a bedwetter if I wasn't. I would. Then nobody would want to sleep in bed with me. I'd still sleep in bed with you. E, you're dirty. <laughs> you don't know that. <clears throat> he also claimed that his mother... <laughs> I'm not supposed to be laughing at this. This is a serious time. What would his mother do? His mother would insert foreign objects all up into his booty hole. <laughs> What's with the bad A bibbity bobby, I'm Italian. <laughs> And that his aunt would perform <laughs> oral sex on him when he was nine. He also claims that he had sexual relations with his younger sister in junior high. Uh, I wouldn't openly admit that, but I don't know. I did, I've never seen pictures of his sister. Maybe she's hot. I don't know. Don't be weird. What? Sorry. <laughs> he also admitted to his first homosexual encounter at the age of 11. Which was followed by experimentation with bestiality. Rawr. You know, that leads me to another thing that he had said mm -hmm. before we get into the bestiality thing. He claimed that he was obsessed with sex for as long as he could remember. And that from age 7 on... He would frequently masturbate and have oral sex with both male and female friends. <laughs> so how did he have his first homosexual encounter at the age of 11? If he'd been having oral with males and females. That just goes to prove the point that his story is always changing. 
Back to the bestiality, though. Yeah. It's the good stuff. That's why we're here. No, I'm just kidding. He would brag to psychologists that he had sex with a sheep, <laughs> a cow, <laughs> and a horse. Nay. That, <laughs> that is not a horse. <laughs> Maybe that's what the horse sounded like afterwards, because he was like, just like all fucked up. He's like a gay horse. Nay, girl, gay nay. Nay, girl, nay. <laughs> And he had even killed a chicken in the process of trying to have sex with it. My cock! <laughs> what? <laughs> so, un- unlike our other subjects, he wasn't the one being bullied, but in fact was the bully. And he frequently acted out violently. Mm. He dropped out of school in 1960 after he failed to pass the ninth grade. Which again leads into the low intelligence or slightly above average intelligence <clears throat> this is so, oh yeah in the next few years after he dropped out of school just kind of petty crimes here and there broke a couple windows in a shop nothing really major yet but gotta start somewhere <clears throat> he ended up marrying his first wife in September of 1964 they had a son in 65, but shortly divorced after that. He gave up the rights to his son, whom he never saw again because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Certifiably. Uh, fast forward a couple years, and at the age of 21, he was drafted in by the army to go participate in NOM. So he also decides, you know... To serve one tour of duty, he made claims, well, he didn't decide that, but he, yeah. he served one tour, made claims that he murdered and cannibalized Vietnamese girls and several children, boasted a combat kill count of 39, also said that he would decapitate women and put their heads on stakes as warnings to strike fear in the heart of the Vietnamese. Yeah. But, you know, by the way, this is all proven to be a fabrication. Yeah. In reality... This fool never even saw combat. He was a clerk. He was a supply clerk. And he tries to claim that he was a weapons specialist. Sent over for one man's secret missions. Yeah, in his fucking head. This dude is full of himself, man. Second wife. Second wife, Linda. He married her right after he received his draft papers before he moved, or before he was sent to Vietnam. Shortly after returning... They divorced because she found out that he was a pyromaniac who derived sexual enjoyment from starting fires. Also said he said he was abusive or some shit. Well, yeah. But can you imagine? Goes and sets the kitchen fucking curtains on fire. Quick, let's fuck! <laughs> who finishes first? Me or the curtains? I'm gonna beat you up and then I'm gonna set the house on fire and then we're gonna go at it. Yeah. After discharge... From the army, he moved to New York and began a series of crimes, such as arson and burglary, you know, the usual. Had to get his rocks off somehow. He was divorced. Set fire to a paper mill (laughs) and the factory he worked at. Received five years sentenced to Attica Correctional Facility and later Auburn Correctional Facility. Served a total of 22 months and was granted early release in October of 71 because he helped rescue a correctional officer during a prison riot. 
It seems really weird that he would, like, rescue. <clears throat> Sorry, cat fight. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, but it does seem really weird that he would rescue somebody when he takes so much pride in being a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So after he got out the next year, he married his third wife, Penny. Sherbino. <laughs> Sherbino. Who was pregnant with his child. She divorced him shortly after he confessed to something that was, uh... What I thought was quite startling. Which was... He confessed to murdering two children. Shave his balls with a rusty razor early in the morning. That's what I want to do to this guy. I want to shave his balls. No, I don't. I don't want to get <laughs> his balls. May 7th, 1972. He raped, mutilated, and suffocated 10-year-old Jack Owen Blake. After luring the boy into some woods, there was no direct evidence leaking Shawcross to this murder. They literally only had his confession. But he told them that he lured him into the woods, forced him to strip down naked, and run before murdering him. That he had been bothering him, so he hit him and killed him by mistake. And once the boy was dead, decided to eat his heart and his fucking genitals, y'all. Because that's what you do when you fucking make mistakes. Yeah. Oh no, I made a mistake and hit him in the head. Um, I'm kind of hungry too, so, you know. He's already dead, may as well. Seriously. They, they didn't find his bodies until September 5th. Yeah. And it's funny, they found the first victim's body three days after his second kill. So, he actually killed, he raped and killed eight-year-old Karen Ann Hill... September 2nd of 1972. They found mud, leaves, and other debris that had been forced down her throat to keep her from screaming. He was arrested in October and indicted for Hill's murder only because they didn't have enough evidence linking him to uh, Jack. Jack's murder. So, I think they worked out a plea deal with him where they're like, hey, if you confess to both murders, then we'll just charge you with first-degree manslaughter. So, he did. He took the deal. And on October 17th, he pled guilty to first-degree manslaughter of Karen Ann Hill and was sentenced to an indeterminate term at Attica with a maximum of 25 years. Maximum. April 1987, after only a measly 14 years in prison, inexperienced prison staff and social workers determined that Cheryl Cross was, as you guessed it, no longer dangerous, because that <laughs> seems to be the fucking trend. Yeah. Even though psychiatrists deemed him as a schizoid psychopath, he was released on parole, and authorities made the decision to seal his criminal records to prevent a recurrence of public alarm. This is what's crazy to me. They, he moved, and of course, everybody knew that he had killed two kids in the next town over. And they're like, we don't want him here. And so he 
moved out. He had to move again. He couldn't find work. He couldn't find housing. So he moved. And then that's when they decided to seal his records so that people wouldn't get upset. Which makes no sense to me whatsoever. This guy killed two kids, but we want him to have Fucking a nice job them. and a house. And, you know. Fucking brutalize them. It's enraging. It's, it's ridiculous. Married his fourth wife. Fourth. Fourth. <laughs> because apparently, you know, people like him can, you know, find wives. Rose Whaley. 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 <laughs> Cheated on her with a girlfriend by the name of Clara. And, you know, of course, numerous prostitutes. Yeah, of course. Because this guy was insatiable. Ooh. It's a big word. I love insatiable. I'm proud of myself for that one. Just the glasses. They make me smarter. Yeah, because a, a quote-unquote genius couldn't think yes. of a word like insatiable. Killed 12 women, but was only charged with the killing of 11 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was staring at her to make it awkward, and she didn't realize it, so I just made it more awkward. <clears throat> so in March, uh, March 24th, 1988, Dorothy Blackburn... She was a 27-year-old prostitute. Her body was found in the Genesee River, which is where he gets his name. <clears throat> she was dumped following a vicious attack, which included bite marks in the groin area and strangulation. Apparently, she had bit him in the genitals and drew blood. <laughs> Called him names. And so he was just like, nah, bitch, you can't get away with that. I mean, to be fair, if somebody bit me in my dirty bits, I'd be like, man, fuck you. I'd be punching them in the head, at least. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> he also, um, in an interview, bragged about slicing out and eating the vulva of three of his victims. In case y'all don't know y'all's anatomy, the vulva is like the whole lady part. Not just the hole. The hole itself the is the vagina. The vulva includes your labia, clitoris, and your vagina. But anyways. It's the curtains. <laughs> it's the meat curtains. Mm. Um, Roast beef. <laughs> I'm thinking Arby's. <laughs> My Again with the food references. We're always hungry. <laughs> September 9th, 18, 1989. I was like, damn, we went back in time. <laughs> Anna Stefan, 28-year-old prostitute, died of asphyxia, body dumped in a similar manner, and since it was so uh, found so far from the original murder scene... They didn't really expect it to be a serial killer. They didn't connect any fucking dots whatsoever. Even though, you know, it was pretty much done the same way. Yeah. Um, when they found her corpse... I forgot what I was saying. But the story with that <laughs> is that he went to see her after um, getting laid off. So he could get laid on... <laughs> He couldn't, you know. <laughs> Y'all, I'm sorry. I'm so fucking harebrained today. Okay, so he went to see her after getting laid off and wanted to take out some frustration. 
<laughs> but he couldn't get it up. And so she was like, dude, you're a fucking clown. Get out of here. You're wasting my time. I'm keeping your money. Chomp. Yeah. And so because she was making fun of him, he started beating the shit out of her. And supposedly he drowned her, but, I mean, that doesn't really corroborate with the fact that the police said her body was found super far from the original crime scene, so... Yeah. Yeah. Again, all of this is just... He said, she said? Yeah. He changes his story and embellishes and... What are you doing? (laughs) Working out. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta keep that pimp hand strong. Just talk about your embellishments. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'll talk about my embellishments. Fucking A, dude. Okay. October 21st, 1989. <laughs> Dorothy Keeler. This was actually a friend of his. Um, they had spent the day fishing, banging, normal stuff. Until they got into an argument about his affairs, and apparently she was stealing money from him. So she told him that she was going to go tell his wife and his girlfriend slash mistress. So he grabbed a log and just decided to start, like, beating her with it. Dude, he literally beat her head off. Yeah. And he hid her body and left, but told police he he went back to throw her skull in the river. And then October 27th, 1989, you need to keep working out, I'll do this. (laughs) Patricia Ives was a 25-year-old prostitute. Francis Brown was a 32-year-old prostitute. And Maria Welch was Was a a 22-year-old prostitute. (laughs) His story for all of of them was the same. Caught them trying to steal, became angry, and just, you know, killed them. Because that's what you do. Yeah. He hid Patricia well, <laughs> under I some construction straps. <laughs> construction straps. <laughs> no, that's what you're working out with right now. <laughs> under some construction scraps. Put Francis down a nearby embankment and dump Maria in nearby road bushes. <laughs> <laughs> I meant roadside. <laughs> what did you say? Road bushes. <laughs> He said road bushes. That sounds like a, I don't know. Is that like roadhead? <laughs> That's what you call unshaven homeless women. Ew. Anyways. Ew. So Thanksgiving 1989, June Stott, young lady who was neither a prostitute or a drug user. Um, they, too, were friends, according to him. They spent the day in the park feeding ducks, walking around. They decided to go behind some trees and make out. You know, like everyone does on Thanksgiving. After feeding ducks, because it's so arousing. Yes. Oh, quack, quack. Maybe he was aroused by the ducks. Oh. He'd probably kill him, though. (laughs) Anyway. Anyways. So, she turned on him, just randomly, and she's like, I'm gonna scream and people are gonna hear, and I'm gonna call the cops. Maybe he tried to fuck a duck. (laughs) (laughs) Go fuck a duck. So, (laughs) he very nonchalantly in an interview said, So I snapped her neck. You know, why not? Strangled? 
anally mutilated post-mortem, had her labia removed, was gutted from throat to scrot, well, crotch, <laughs> <laughs> like an animal, and ate her organs and her labia. Mm. Which I imagine is like jerky for some reason, like real like pulley, stretchy. I don't know, maybe stretchy is the word. I'm imagining it like chewing gum. Can you blow bubbles with it? <laughs> Anywho. Labia bubbles. <laughs> La bubbles. La bubbles. And he supposedly had My a family bubbles. friend help him with this, which I thought was weird. Yeah. The post-mortem injuries indicated that Shawcross was becoming more and more comfortable around corpses and that he would probably um, return to the crime scene to relive the attack. Mm-hmm. So, in an interview with detectives, Shawcross said that Stott was actually his friend and that he mutilated her body after killing her as a favor to her so she would decompose faster. On the subject of mutilation for, you know, helpful reasons, he also said that he got AIDS from a prostitute, <laughs> and, you know, that's why he killed them all, oh, because he didn't know which one it was, and that he ate their genitalia as a way to kill himself quicker. Because, you know, that makes sense. All the AIDS is stored in genitalia only. Yeah. That's why you have to cook them. Duh. Get the germs out. <laughs> and his one victim that was found in another county, her name was Elizabeth Gibson. She was supposedly waiting in his car while he got coffee. And once he got back in the car, they exchanged oral. Because, you know. Coffee I like, breath is arousing yeah, as fuck. I know. I love coffee breath on my penis. Ooh. <laughs> he claims she tried to steal his wallet. And so, you know, he strangled her. Because that's what happens. Yeah. Bitches get stitches. Don't fuck with my money. And during the struggle, the gear shift broke, and he claims that he dumped her in Wayne County. Yeah, so December 31st, 1989, a pair of jeans was discovered near the river containing an ID card for one Felicia Stevens. Bye, Felicia. Seriously, though. <laughs> Police began an aerial search surrounding the area. January 2nd, a helicopter spotted what appeared to be a naked female body lying on the surface of an icy river by a bridge in the forest. Body was missing prostitute June Cicero, who had also been mutilated post-mortem and oh, practically sawn in half. Bite marks were found covering what was left of her vulva, which had been cut out. Um, same time, well not same time, but you know, same time frame. The helicopter also spotted a man standing on the bridge next to a car and appeared to be either whacking it or peeing. <laughs> whacking it or draining it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shawcross had returned to the scene of one of his crimes. I'm going to whip you. Ooh. No, shut up. Not you. Oh. Ooh. You actually did kind of get me. I'm that sorry. Mordecai. <laughs> so Shawcross. Saw Shawcross. Uh, I'm just so, uh, you know. <laughs> Whew. That beating was intense. Shawcross. 
um, they, you know, decided to chase him in his car, and he was like, alright, I'll help you. So when they asked him for his driver's license, he was like, I don't have one because, um, I was in jail for manslaughter. It's just kind of like, uh, what? Because those records had been sealed. Yep. So they took him down to the station, and <clears throat> they were trying to get a confession out of him, but he just wasn't having it. He was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do anything. Until they found a piece of jewelry that he had given to his girlfriend, Clara, that actually belonged to the victim, June Cicero. And so <clears throat> they were like, okay, well... Clara has this piece of jewelry that used to belong to June, so maybe she knows about the murders. And he's like, no, no, no. No, it was me. I did it. And then gave detailed excuses as to why he had been, quote-unquote, forced to kill each one. And actually admitted to killing two bodies that weren't discovered yet, and led police to where they remained. Where their remains were. Where they, where they lie. Where they lie. One victim <laughs> supposedly tried to steal his wallet. One wouldn't be quiet. One made fun of him. Probably because it was so easy. Mm -hmm. And another one had nearly bitten off his penis, which I totally understand. Yeah. Also blame many of the victims for reminding him of his domineering and abusive mother because he has mommy issues. Aww. Aww. Boo-hoo. Once he began to hit them, he just couldn't stop. His formal confession was a whole fucking nearly 80 pages long. I don't... That had to have taken him, like, weeks to write. Because this fool was stupid. I want to see all the grammar mistakes. Yeah, no shit. I want to, like, correct it like a teacher. Like, get a red pen and circle shit. Be like, what were you trying to say here, Artie? <laughs> Put, like, the little paragraph fucking yeah. symbols and shit. Or just put question marks all over it. <laughs> November 1990. Shawcross went on trial for 11 murders, 10 in Monroe County and 1 in Wayne County. Defense team tried to build a case based on insanity plea, citing PTSD, brain damage, multiple personality disorder, and childhood sexual abuse. <laughs> but of course, he was declared sane, sane. and guilty, guilty of all 11. So, 10 in Monroe County, he was found guilty for second-degree murder and sentenced to 25 years for each count, so a total of 250 years. And the one case in Wayne County, he just decided to plead guilty because he's already going to die in prison, so why not? So he pled guilty and received a life sentence for one count of murder in Wayne County. And, you know, here comes the good part. November 10th, 2008, complained of a pain in his leg and was transferred to a hospital where he died later that day of cardiac arrest. Yay! Yay! Did we already talk about the Netflix? I don't know. If we didn't mention it, uh, there is a documentary about him on Netflix. It's about 45 minutes long. Um, and you can see how stupid and annoying this guy is, but it's called, uh, Interview with a Serial Killer, or Interview with a Killer, uh, but it's on Netflix, don't know for how much longer, but if you want to check him out, he blinks 
incessantly and it drives me nuts, but... You sounded old as shit. Did we talk about the Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> I am old, okay? Anyways, y'all, stay creepy. Bye.